97.9 The Hill, WCHO, and the UNC Hustman School of Journalism and Media present Sports Focus with Charlie Tuggle. Sports Focus, dedicated to in-depth examination of issues of overriding importance in the sports world. Each week, we'll discuss problems and look for solutions in professional, collegiate, and amateur sports. From Carroll Hall on the Carolina campus, here's your host, UNC journalism professor, Charlie Tuggle. Welcome to Sports Focus. Our topic today, the effect of the coronavirus on sports. Our guest, UNC Athletics Director, Bubba Cunningham. So Bubba, I want you to be honest here. What was your first thought when you heard that the Ivy League, and I believe Ivy League was the first one to do something, canceled all spring sports? First thought. I was shocked. I was um, very surprised. Although, given it was the Ivy League and they have the most restrictive guidelines for intercollegiate athletic participation, it didn't take long to recognize, well, I can understand why they made that choice, um, and then started to project, you know, will that have an impact on us? Will it jeopardize what we're attempting to do in the next couple of months? And uh, I have to admit, it, it has surprised me how quickly those things changed. But uh, it did give me pause. And now we're living the reality of what they somewhat anticipated. More than shocked, I was skeptical. Uh, and I'll be the first to admit it. I even wrote an op-ed uh, saying that, you know, uh, I'm, I'm planning to go to the Olympics. The Olympics has not been canceled at this point. But uh, my take was unless something changes dramatically, I'm buying my ticket and I'm headed to Tokyo. Well, something changed dramatically. Uh, The university closed down. Uh, We're not supposed to take any trips outside the state, certainly not outside the country. So I have come around to say that, okay, maybe this is the right thing to do under the circumstances, but it is completely uh, unusual. I mean, I've never heard of or lived through anything like this. Bubba, have you? No, I don't think there's anybody, and I, there's probably somebody in this country that has lived in a foreign country that's had something like this, but I think it's first for our country. So if you've lived here your entire life, you have not experienced anything like this. Um, what I think happened is, as you indicated, and I, I had kind of the same feeling. And in fact, I have a a ticket to Tokyo as well, and I'm hopeful that I can get a refund on that um, if these things don't go through. And at least to date, they're still scheduled to be uh, holding the Olympics, although I'm losing hope every day that we'll have the Olympics. But uh, up until a certain point, up until they canceled the basketball tournament, the NCAA basketball tournament, you know, the, the virus was a, an epidemic, and it had affected an awful lot of people. But when it doesn't affect anyone that you know or anybody that is recognizable, it, uh, it's more theoretical than it is reality. But once Rudy Gobert uh, was an identifiable figure, Tom Hanks, and once the governor of Ohio said, you can have the basketball tournament here, but no uh, fans, I think at that point it really transitioned from this uh, nebulous concept that none of us could really understand personally to this is real and we need to change our behavior and we really need to follow the instructions 
of the medical experts, the epidemiologists, the disease, the infectious disease people, the, the World Health Organization, the CDC. And at that point, the local decision making, making was uh, given over to the experts. And I hope we're not too late, but uh, at least we're there now. So I mentioned this <clears throat> op-ed that I wrote, and, and in that piece I said, I've, I've seen this movie before. I've seen these uh, scares that have happened uh, before the uh, Beijing Olympics. It was SARS. And then right before uh, Olympics in Rio was Zika. And at the time that I wrote the piece, I said, what's different? And now I believe there is a difference having listened to Fauci and, and the various medical experts that it's not necessarily, it is somewhat more deadly, but it's definitely more contagious. And I think that has how contagious it is. You're right. And I think that is why we've shut down all of the uh, social gatherings, restaurants, bars, sporting events, and trying to uh, reduce the speed at which it is trans transmitted or transferred from person to person. Um, and it's interesting that they, they talk about, you know, the most susceptible populations are generally older people or people of compromised health, yet the young people have such a great capacity to, to have the virus and spread the virus. So appealing to those that it may not affect as dramatically because they have a social responsibility for others is something that I think has taken a little bit longer to take hold and for people to really accept their own personal responsibility to care for others. And I think we're seeing a transition in that now. I do believe people are taking that more seriously. And you know, this past weekend with all the spring break video that we've seen and people trying to come back to campus, I think it has really now sunk in that this is a significant national issue and we all need to do our part. I was at the gym on campus a couple of days ago. I think they probably closed the gym now, but I saw a student come in and hug one of the student attendants. And I'm thinking, don't do that. So certainly it has changed attitudes about all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it really has. And, uh, you know, again, you're not sure that everyone is completely dialed in on the information. There are certainly people that watch the news all day, every day, and track this very closely. There's others that, that don't. I'm healthy. I'm exercising. I have my schoolwork. I have work to do. They're not completely dialed in, and they don't think it will affect them, and they continue on as business as usual. And part of our responsibility as a community is to get the word out to all of our constituents and make sure that we create the safest environment that we can and hope that they follow the guidance. Sports Focus, we'll be right back. You're listening to Sports Focus with Charlie Tuggle. And now, back to the show. Welcome back to Sports Focus. We're talking with UNC Athletics Director Bubba Cunningham about the effect of coronavirus on sports. And uh, Bubba, let me say that uh, this seems small in light of everything else that, that's going on, but congratulations to you for being named uh, AD of the year. Uh, quite an accolade there. So my question, Bubba, is now what? That's the big question, I think, on lots of people's minds, especially when it comes to sports, when it comes to Carolina athletics, because you had three wrestlers who were going to the Nationals. You had the 
top-ranked women's lacrosse team. You had the top-ranked women's tennis team. Men's tennis, highly ranked. Men's lacrosse, highly ranked. What happens? You know, it's really, you hit the nail on the head about the biggest challenge to this virus has been the disappointment in our, that our student-athletes had to experience by saying you could not compete, whether it was for a national championship or mid-season when it looked like we had a championship-caliber team or an individual who was just about to compete in the indoor track championship out in New Mexico to tell all those students that the season's over. You need to come back to campus. You need to go back to your home. And uh, as this thing unfolds, we'll give you more direction. And that was the most difficult thing that we've done, but it was the right thing to do. And now the question is, how do we move forward? You know, do these students receive another year of eligibility? What are the financial implications of that? What kind of an academic curriculum can we offer students that we're planning to graduate? Many of our students had jobs lined up. So there's a lot of unanswered questions at this point. And I think is what we're attempting to do is put together as many options and ideas as we can and then sort through those and say, well, you know, what is best for the most people and how do we try to accommodate them? It's not going to be a perfect solution. You know, some people are going to want us to grant the fifth year of eligibility. Others will find the complications in that decision untenable. Um, I would love to see our students get those opportunities. Um, you know, we have one voice in the dialogue. We have a limited time to participate in intercollegiate athletics, typically four years. And I would love to see those kids get that full experience. But um, I, I'm also really um, honored to work at such a great place as Carolina. And when I've seen some of the messages that our coaches have communicated to their students, it just makes you burst with pride. Um, our track coach sent out an email, and that's the one that comes to mind first. And he said, there's two words, gratitude and resilience. You know, we should be so grateful for the opportunities that we've had, grateful to people that have put us in these positions. But these are also times where we need our resiliency, all the practice and preparation. And sometimes we get injured, sometimes we lose, sometimes we don't get to compete. But all the lessons we've learned through our preparation for sport, these are the less life lessons that we need to really utilize now because this is a real lesson in that sometimes you don't get what you want. Sometimes you have to fight through adversity. And when you hear those messages from coaches to kids in a very difficult time for the students, you realize you have a great set of coaches that have great values that are teaching life lessons. And it's an honor to work with those kids and coaches every day. So, Bubba, you mentioned some of the complications of granting a fifth year of eligibility. What would some of those be? Well, first of all, you know, you have a, a, a team that has, you know, roughly 25% of your team are freshmen, sophomores, juniors, and seniors, and you'd expect 25% to graduate, and then you'd have 25% more coming in as a freshman class. Well, now all of a sudden you have 125% on your team. And so the, the student that was going to graduate is going to make room for the junior to play and the freshman to come in and join the team will have all kinds of difficulties trying to service the needs of 25% more student athletes on our campus, uh, particularly for the spring sports, academic advising, equipment, uh, nutrition, meals, housing. So all of those things will be challenges. They're not insurmountable, but they're all things that we're thinking about saying, what is, what is fair for everyone? You know, we don't want to 
make it unfair for the student that signed a national letter of intents expecting to come and be part of a roster next fall. Now that roster is going to be bigger than we anticipated. You know, how do we handle that um, institutionally from an academic standpoint? All these kids were scheduled to graduate this spring. Uh, what academic program uh, will they be in? Can they get into grad school? Are there additional courses they could take? Does there, is it an undue burden on the campus community? So I think there's a lot of questions that I'll be working through with the chancellor in the next couple of weeks to really come up with a recommendation of what we think is appropriate for us, regardless of what the NCAA or the conference comes up as, uh, as policies on a national or regional basis. So that was one thing I wanted to ask about is if those who are graduating seniors, if they get an extra year of eligibility, well, the, the juniors, they lost the season as well. Do they get an additional year? What about the sophomores? Everybody lost a season. Do all of them get an extra year? And I guess that would be one of the potential complicating factors. You're right. And, I, you know, I believe, you know, my, in my heart, I believe that is the appropriate thing to do. There's also scholar, scholarship limitations by sport. So men's basketball has 13 scholarships. I'm sorry, but that's a winter sport, a spring sport. Let's take um, our – our golf team. They have 4.5 scholarships in golf. And if a student were to come back and had scholarship and you've already offered scholarships to the incoming freshman class, you're going to exceed your 4.5 scholarship limitation. So my recommendation would be that we would be allowed to exceed that for one year because this is so unanticipated and we've already signed those kids that we would exceed the 4.5 for the next academic year and then revert back to the 4.5 the following year. And you'd have to carry that logic through all of your spring sports. So in our case, that would be both lacrosses, um, both golfs, both tennises, baseball, and softball. Sports Focus, we'll be right back. You're listening to Sports Focus with Charlie Tuggle. And now back to the show. Welcome back to Sports Focus. We're talking about the impact of coronavirus on sports, and we're talking with UNC Athletics Director Bubba Cunningham. To the degree that you can, because it's not you personally who has lost a season, but can you compare this to uh, an ACL tear? Uh, And in this case, it would be an ACL tear for everybody on the team at the same time, but uh, in, in the mind of an athlete, how does, that, how does this compare? That's a great question. Um, how does it compare to an injury? You know, we have found that when students get injured, um, a lot of things slip. Their grades slip. Occasionally, they'll slip into a depressed state. And so we've actually, in our uh, Jenny Shannon, our uh, sports psychologist on staff, has done a remarkable job creating um, conversations with our student athletes to work through those issues. Because many of our students, unfortunately or fortunately, their identity is wrapped up in being an athlete. And so when you take away those things very dramatically, very quickly, like an ACL or an injury, or now the suspension or cancellation of a season, there are emotional aspects to those things. And students all react to those things differently. And I I think your analogy of an injury is very similar. And Jenny is doing a lot of the same things with our student athletes right now in providing opportunities for kids to talk and work through the issues that they find themselves in. Um, And they're all individual. 
So she has individual meetings as well as group meetings. And I think we need to take the mental health issues associated with this very seriously, as we do with everybody else that is uh, working through this, the contagious virus that uh, is going through the country. People are worried. People are scared. And I, I think that's just a normal reaction. We need to be open to that. We need to provide services for those folks and make sure that um, we provide the very best support that we can. I think one of the scariest things about this for everybody is the unknown. And then you, you put on top of that for a student athlete, you know, the unknown of, is this the end for me? Uh, let's say women's across a senior just about to graduate. Will this work out? Will I get a fifth year? Will I not? Or is this the end? And, and through no fault of my own through not through injury, just through this freak thing that happened, I can imagine that that's going to take a lot of working through for our student athletes. Tough decisions, but as we've indicated, um, it, it is sports and it, it's not, it's not life and death. It is your identity. It's very important to you. You've put in a ton of work for it. But as, as our track coach said, we, we, we have these sports so you can accelerate and you can be excellent in things that you do but it's also about the life lesson. So this is a very difficult thing right now, but how do you take that difficult thing that's facing you and take it to your advantage in other things in life? You're gonna have other hardships in life. You're gonna have financial hardships, personal relationships, um, and you need to be able to work through those. And we think and hope that the skills we've taught our student athletes will allow them to do that. Certainly this is an unexpected one and will take some time, but we, we believe we've, developed enough and taught them enough that they can handle these things in a very positive manner, but they're going to need help getting through it. So Bubba, uh, redemption is a, a word that comes to mind for several sports teams on the UNC campus. Men's basketball lost in the finals and came back the next year and won. Uh, field hockey had been the bridesmaid for seven or eight years in a row and then won two in a row. This is, you know, I hate to be tried about it, but this is an opportunity for redemption for every single one of the spring sports teams on the UNC campus. It is. And, you know, it's times like this, and there's certain periods of time in history, whether it's in the national history or personal history, things happen and it gives you a chance to reflect. It gives you a chance to step back, think about what's important, think about what your values are, express some gratitude, learn from what you have done well, and where you've made mistakes, and try to get better. So as the university is closed this week, you know, our challenge to our coaches and our challenge to our kids is, how are we going to take this and make it fuel for the future? How are we going to take this environment and learn and grow and be better when it's over? If we take it as a vacation, we've certainly lost an incredible opportunity. So I, I think this is a challenge that we've given to our coaches. It's a challenge we've given to our staff and to our students is let's take this as an opportunity to get better. And if we get better, we'll have opportunities to have more success in the future. And that would lead to some type of redemption as we move forward. That does it for this edition of Sports Focus. Thanks to our guest, Bubba Cunningham. Thanks also to producer Laura Field. And as always, thanks to you for listening. 
Cheers. Thanks to Richard Southall, Mark Nagel, and Deborah Southall at the College Sport Research Institute at the University of South Carolina for their research and guidance and for access to CSRI's international network of sources. Sports Focus is a service of UNC's Hussman School of Journalism and Media.